Hello. Hello. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of Cute I Do. Podcast that's going to help you figure out where to go on your honeymoon. So we had a wonderful episode today. Hate that you weren't on here with us. This was an episode with Sarah Margulies of Honey Fund. And she is, I'm sure if you've ever donated or given someone some money that had a Honey Fund, her name sounds familiar. You've definitely seen it in your inbox. But we had a fun little conversation talking about honeymoons and honeymoon and activities and places and all of those things for everyone. So no matter what type of honeymooner you are, whether you're super adventurous or you only got three days of PTO to use, (laughs) we got a little bit of something for everyone. So I think everyone's going to like this episode. I think you will. So stay tuned. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Some of you have probably heard of her. Some of you have probably uh, definitely know what she's created and has brought to the wedding space. But guess would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sarah Margolis, the CEO and co-founder of Honey Fun. I am so excited to have you on with us, or I guess just me. <laughs> I am so excited uh, to have you for those that, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone listening is fully aware of Honey Fun, but for those that are not, can you explain what Honey Fun is? Yeah, I love talking about Honey Fund. So Honey Fund is a registry, essentially a gift registry where you can receive money toward your honeymoon as a wedding gift. And we actually have couples who raise money for other things like hometown payments and charity and all kinds of starting a business, whatever's going on in their lives, they can turn those sort of like box gifts into cash for to make their dreams come true. Love it. And it's so needed because, you know, especially for some of us that have already been living with our partner for a while, we don't need the like Instapots and, you know, the towel sets and things like that. But we want to move into a home or we want like a really bomb vacation or honeymoon. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we started Honey Fun. We lived together in a one bedroom flat. We already had everything we needed for that home. And we just wanted to go on a really amazing trip halfway around the world to Fiji, which we didn't realize was a pretty extensive vacation. So <laughs> we asked our own friends and family for help contributing to the to the cost of the trip. And they overwhelmed us with more than $5,000 and a lot of enthusiasm about the idea of having a honeymoon registry. So that's how Honey Fund was born. Love it. Oh my gosh. I remember right when I guess we were starting to get things scheduled. It was literally maybe less than a month after I had donated to one of my friends, Honey Fund, um, because she had gotten married early December, but similar story of they've been together. They actually already have like two kids and it was more of we just want a vacation. You know, we just want our honeymoon. We don't need the other stuff. And so everyone was more than willing to, you know, 
help them towards that journey. So I love it so much. Thank you. Awesome. Well, as always, we are going to start off not with our questions, but we're going to play a quick game of this or that, where you select between one option or the other and explain why. So this will be very easy. Usually if Tania is here with us, she's like very apprehensive because she thinks the questions are super scary. (laughs) (laughs) But this, this should be pretty easy. Of course, it's all honeymoon themed. So um, to kick it off, would you prefer to have a honeymoon in Costa Rica or a honeymoon in Scotland? Oh, <laughs> I would go with Costa Rica. I've mm. um, been to Costa Rica, haven't been to Scotland, but Costa Rica is a really magical place that is very tropical and warm and lovely year round. So you have more options for different time frames of your wedding and honeymoon. Um, it's also a very beautiful, ecologically rich country with, you know, the Pacific on one side and uh, the Gulf on the other side. And you have so many different types of um, animals that you might not see at home. Um, in Scotland, you're going to see cows, right? But <laughs> <laughs> in Costa Rica, you're going to get like the one of the most ecologically diverse places on the planet. They're also a first world country and they have no uh, military. They have um, uh, one sort of singular focus of the country is on um, eco stewardship. They really see themselves as leaders in um, ecology of the planet. And it's it's a magical, magical experience. So I highly recommend it for honeymooners. Very nice. I would also agree. I So I work with a lot of Costa Ricans and I am just hoping one day I get that trip to <laughs> go to Costa Rica for work. For sure. Oh my gosh. Like I've already Googled how far the beach is from like our, <laughs> our office down there. But I mean, I hear so many, they're like, yeah, in the pandemic, I just moved to the beach. It's amazing. You know, like, oh yeah. How can you complain? You, it's, it's really quite beautiful. There's also this really great little gulf near the Osa Peninsula where you can mm. learn to surf. The, the waves Ooh. are like the best conditions on the planet to learn to surf. And there's a guy that like grew up there named Poyo that will teach you to surf. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awesome. Fun. Everyone's like making mental <laughs> Let's Google Poyo. See if we can get yeah, an appointment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So second round. Would you prefer to honeymoon somewhere you love or honeymoon somewhere new that's new to the both of you? I would go with, well, it really highly depends on the couple and what kind mm-hmm. of people they are. If if you're both like kind of homebody introvert types, you might do better together at a place you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're the adventurous type and you're like, let's get out there, meet new people, learn about new cultures, then it's a really great opportunity to go somewhere new because your honeymoon is a once in a lifetime trip. It's going to be, you're going to spend more on it than a typical trip. You're going to have, you know, the kind of the automatic like time off request approval, right? Because yeah. you're like, getting married, it's your honeymoon. So exactly. You can take more time without feeling weird about it. So yeah, it's, it's really an amazing opportunity to try something new. So I'm leaning towards somewhere new. I like that answer. I think I would probably do the same. It's so easy to just go somewhere you already know, but I think that's the one chance for it's like, you know, kind of explore, see what's out there, go somewhere a little bit different. Expanding your, uh, your experience of the world together Mm -hmm. bonds your relationship in a way that's really hard to kind of describe. And so I think there's an opportunity for your relationship in going somewhere new that you might not even fully understand until it happens. That's very true. I didn't think about that. But it's like, yeah, what not a better time than like right after you've like said I do to, all, you know, in front of all your loved ones and whatnot, 
go into, you know, like this new country or this new place and explore it together yeah, and see exactly. how both of you deal yeah. <laughs> and respond. Traveling together is, is real. It's, oh my that's, gosh. It. that's when you're going to really see, you know, what kind of person you married. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. I'm sure we both have stories. There. <laughs> um, all right. So round three. For a winter wedding, would you prefer a honeymoon that occurs immediately or waiting until the spring? I mean, if you can go somewhere warm, I would say immediately because then you're getting more sunny days in your year, escape Mm. the cold weather where you live. And what a great opportunity to like go somewhere like Australia or New Zealand or Chile, which is on the other, you know, opposite seasons. So yeah, I would, I would definitely go for it. I think I would as well, especially if, you know, like say Georgia, where it can be actually very cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go somewhere where it's very warm. So when we post pictures, everyone is yeah. jealous. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, it's summer here in um, Sydney. We're just going to the opera tonight. Exactly. <laughs> like no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So final round, a honeymoon that overlaps with a f- another friend that's either on a couple trip or another honeymoon. Or a honeymoon that's, you know, it's just the two of you, you're enjoying each other the entire time and no overlapping whatsoever. If you have friends that are close enough and you guys are all going to the same honeymoon spot and you can overlap some time to hang out, I think that's really cool. Like I'm an extrovert. Mm. I love hanging out with people. and But you got to build in special time for the two of you as well. Like you don't want to spend your whole honeymoon with, with friends because you're just missing out on that, you know. The purpose of the honeymoon, which is to bond and yeah. to be to to kind of breathe out after the wedding and not have to entertain anybody and not have to be anywhere or do anything, you know, just kind of like enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, for sure, completely agree. I, I know of a couple that did that, and but it was just like I think a few days that overlapped, and then you know one went their way and the other went, you know, their way in terms of like. Ex, uh, I think like a second or third destination within oh, their fun. honeymoon time. Yeah. yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that was fun. We that will wasn't ne- hard. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, Nia would have liked this one. <laughs> um, we will now roll into the questions. So, as we said at the top of the show, this is all about honeymoons and trying to just you know, kind of like a quick honeymoon 101, where to go, kind of what to think about and consider depending on, you know, you and your spouse and like your personalities. I think recognizing that there's several different types of honeymooners and that there are different motivators and reasons behind their honeymoons are very important. So we're going to try to hit on a little bit of every, you know, every type of honeymooner or as much as we can. Um, But basically, just to start it, as you kind of hinted during the this or that, what is the point of a honeymoon? Yeah, I mean, the history of the honeymoon is really about giving the bride and groom that first 30 days, a a moon, right, the cycle of the moon, Mm -hmm. to to be together and, and bond and, you know, be relish in their love and, you know, maybe procreate, you know, so those, we're talking like thousands and thousands of years, right? Right. So uh, that's where the tradition grew up from. Um, modern honeymoons sort of came around in, you know, late 1800s, 1900s, where it was like, let's go on a vacation together after our wedding. And, um, you know, the point is just to get away to to take a break after planning the wedding to, like I said, breathe out, 
enjoy each other, not have the pressure of everything on you. For sure. And it's so necessary because you're just going and going and going with that wedding planning and yeah. then you could kind of like crash. And it so totally it's a great way to just kind of like refresh and then, yeah. okay, you go back into the real world or what have you. Yeah. And like, you can start dreaming about what's next in your marriage too. Like, all right, now yeah. we're married. Now what? Like how many years till we want to have kids or, yeah. you know, what are you doing with your career? It's like a time to just kind of like, like you said, hit reset and, and look at what's next for you as a couple. Exactly. So let's talk about some honeymoon prep. What is necessary for couples if they are considering traveling out of the country? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've never traveled abroad, you're going to need a passport pretty much these days. The only Mm -hmm. other thing you kind of need is, you know, you might need some shots, some vaccinations, um, COVID vaccine. I highly recommend for travel just because it makes everything easier wherever you're going. You have like fewer hiccups with your travel and places where you have to prove with a test that you don't have COVID and things like that. But long before COVID, there were, you know, all kinds of shots that they like to give you depending on where you're going. If you're going to like deep jungle or, you know, somewhere Africa or South America, there might be more shots that they recommend than, you know, Mexico or something like that. So definitely ask your doctor about that. And then otherwise, some countries require visitors visa, but most of them don't, especially not the honeymoon destinations. And if you know where you want to go and you need to know more about what is required, um, we have a whole series of deep dive blog posts about each destination and what all is required, the currency there, the time zone, the climate, and all kinds of things like that on honeyfun.com. Awesome. Definitely recommend checking that out especially if you're in the, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where to go kind of stage. Um, yeah. Well, what about those that are thinking maybe a stateside honeymoon because those happen? Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really beautiful places to go in the U S um, Hawaii, um, obviously being like our national treasure in the tropics, you know? Right. Um, so yeah. So for those really, you just need, you know, your bathing suit and a, and a plane ticket and your, and your driver's license. <laughs> That's a super simple one if you're trying to keep it simple. Um, but you do want to find out, you know, what the, what the time zone is there, you know, what, how long it's going to take you to get there. Well, how long, how much does it cost to, you know, fly to Hawaii from New York, or Atlanta, for example. So yeah, just a little bit of research. And if you're someone who just really has not traveled and and needs kind of to get the basics from scratch, I would highly recommend a travel agent or a travel planner that can help you um, with all the logistics. They, they do this all day, every day. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. You probably just reinvented the wheel on your wedding. So why throw another project in your lap, you know, get somebody who knows what they're doing to help you out. Good point, good point especially because I think there's some that think that every vendor of sorts is really just there to take your money. And it's like, no, literally this is what they do. This is what they know. Um, Just trust it, you know? (laughs) All right. So when it comes to couples um, starting to research and, you know, figure out where are we going to go? What should we do? What are things that they need to consider when uh, doing their research? So I I like to kind of start with a visioning exercise. So if you and your partner were going to sit down and, you know, 
maybe over like, you know, an after work beverage or something, just kind of like close your eyes and picture yourself somewhere, you know, and then you both wrote down your little vision and then compare notes. You might have a very similar one or you might have very different ones. Right. And so like use that as a starting point, like, well, I want to be sitting on a beach with a cocktail in my hand. Well, I want to be, you know, walking through the cobblestone streets of Paris. You know, those are two very different visions. So we have to kind of figure out how to bring those together. And there's a lot of ways to do that, but you kind of know where you're starting from. For sure. I would hope, you know, (laughs) they've come to some sort of like, okay, what is the underlining thing that we're trying to accomplish here, you know, and realizing that, okay, there may be a destination that's a little bit more friendly for such. Yeah. Um, And how how long can you be gone? When does your time off overlap? Um, What's your budget? We with Honey Fund, obviously, you can add money to your honeymoon budget with the uh, help of friends and family. But, um, you know, all the all those good questions to ask to and and kind of know have have already answered for yourselves if you do call a travel planner because they can uh, they're going to ask you all this stuff. All right. So let's go into a blitz around where I discuss briefly kind of like a honeymoon persona. And these couples are all very different, all have different motivators and um, wants for their honeymoon, but maybe they don't necessarily know where to go. So we are looking to you, Sarah, to help provide kind of <laughs> what should they, where should they go? What is something they should do while they're there that should, you know, be fun or, you know, relate to them or whatever their ultimate honeymoon goal is. So to start, let's discuss the adventurous couple. So this is the couple that loves hiking over the weekends. They, nothing is, you know, scary to them. It, they, they love it all. They will like scuba dive. They will, you know, go on like excursions and whatnot. So this couple is very open to the off off beaten path of sorts. So what would you suggest? So the first thing that came to mind for me was Fiji. Um, they mm. have some of the best scuba diving in the world. And I know that because that's where I went on my honeymoon. And there were people there that were there because of scuba. I, mm. I wasn't a scuba diver and I never have tried it, but <laughs> it seemed like what the adventurous couples were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that came to mind for me was Chile in winter mm. is a really in their winter is a really adventurous honeymoon because there's a lot of snowy mountains and skiing and really cool, like, um, you know, ice trekking and all kinds of fun stuff. So that that's like a way out there answer, but um, definitely um, for the adventurous couple. Love that. Love that. All right. So what about the motherland couple? We have some that, you know, they've done their like 23 and me or like ancestry, you know, sort of like gene genealogy yeah. <laughs> um, research. And, you know, now they've realized that, you know, they go back to a certain tribe or a certain country, say in Africa. Um, so they know hands down, that's definitely the continent they want to go to, but outside of that, they got nothing. What would you suggest? This is where I really think you need a travel planner. Um, there's a service actually by TripAdvisor called Reco, and they can mm. line you up with people who are experts in specific countries or specific continents that can, and they have all the connections with all the local tour providers, the best resorts, the best safari experiences and all that stuff and, and get you, you know, really dialed into like that experience that you want to have. And I would definitely not recommend just booking a ticket to Africa and kind of winging it. Like you, know, you want to have that planned out, especially all the countries and the currencies and the, you know, safety concerns and the, you know, 
that, like I said before, vaccinations, that would be one where you'd want to put in a, a lot of extra planning time to have a really easy experience once you're there. Gotcha. All right. So what about the passportless couple? So this couple has never left the country before um, and they just want to go somewhere that, you know, maybe is a beach or something with like nice views, decent food. They just kind of want to relax. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you're if you're an East Coast couple or more on in the Eastern time zone of the US, I would highly recommend like Amelia Island in Florida or mm. even the Florida Keys are really beautiful. There's also a town on the West Coast of Florida called Sarasota, which is really pretty chill, relaxed and easy to get to, you know, by plane. If you're on the West Coast, I would say Hawaii is like your place to go. I mean, it's like, you know, like I said, a national treasure, absolutely beautiful, stunning scenery, different islands to explore, um, but also plenty of those all-inclusives just sit on your butt for eight days and have everything handed to you. <laughs> um, and then if you want to stay more uh, mainland, um, try Coronado Island in San Diego. It's a really pretty little island off the coast of San Diego. Um, there's a bridge that you can drive over into town if you want to check out something more city destination or go to the San Diego Zoo or do things around there. But it's a very relaxing place to vacation. Ooh. Okay, you may have given me an idea for <laughs> just a trip for this year. Nice. Okay. Um, so what about the Instagram tourists? So this is the couple that loves going to all of the standard touristy places. They've gone to Abu Dhabi, they've gone to, you know, like Thailand and Paris, and that's probably where they got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, it's not only, you know, a chance for them to explore a place that they've heard of, and maybe their family members are envious of them, you know, going to all of these places. But mm-hmm. for them, it's also kind of, there's some social media clout attached sure. to, you know, yeah. these destinations. I was going to say Bali, but it sounds like maybe they've already been to Bali. So I would go with Croatia, um, sort of like a a lesser known European destination, but um, it does Mm -hmm. have, you know, oceanfront beaches and stuff. And it's gained a lot of popularity over the last few years Um, before COVID, I would say was a real up and comer. So I would recommend there. Uh, Yeah. My husband and I know someone that went there maybe last fall and it looked beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. It's really, I I have a friend who lives there and I've seen the pictures. I haven't been there myself. I hope to someday. Yeah. Kind of make that happen. Okay. So what about the road trip couple? So this is a couple that's a little COVID cautious or, you know, for whatever reason, they don't like to fly. So they prefer going anywhere that's, you know, kind of like five, six hour distance from home, eight hours on like a good day. Mm -hmm. Um, So For this couple, say they live on the East Coast, where would you suggest? It might be a little far, but the first thought I had was the Smoky Mountains, like Gatlinburg, Mm. Tennessee, which is really pretty. Um, That can be a a great winter or summer destination. Um, You could also drive down the coast into like North Carolina. There's a lot of beach spots, North and South Carolina, and a lot Mm -hmm. of really beautiful, like historical places to visit down there. And if you want to add a few more hours to, uh, to Florida, there's a lot of history in like North Florida that, um, you know, like one of the oldest towns in the whole country is in Florida. I can't remember the name of it right now. It's escaping me, but so there's, there's a lot to do in driving distance of DC for sure. Very good. All right. So I think we're about halfway through with our couples, but all right. So let's go to the kinds. 
Yeah. So many, <laughs> there are so many, the Carmen San Diego couple. So this is a couple that's pretty much been almost any and everywhere that you could think of. Um, but they really enjoy like historical experiences and really trying to immerse themselves within the culture of whatever destination they go mm-hmm. to. So mm-hmm. I, the first thought I had on this one is Barcelona, Spain. Um, mm. They've probably been there, but I went there recently and um, there's so much history there. It's like crazy. You can literally go under the streets of the old Gothic quarter and see the Roman ruins um, from 2000 years ago. It's like mm. totally over the top. In addition to all that history, you have this really incredible culture, the Catalan culture, and especially like right there in Barcelona, they have their own language. They have all their own like foods and like, you know, customs. And it, we were able to get like a, a curated culinary guide to take us out one night in like one of the neighborhoods and just take us to different bars and restaurants and try different things. And it was amazing. So highly, highly recommend Barcelona for that really immersion in culture and um, history. Also, if you want to go like a step further, uh, Morocco is very cool, you know, northernmost country, uh, the African continent, but across from Spain, the Straits of Gibraltar. And you can have you know, oceanfront there on the uh, Mediterranean, you can have, you know, old cities, Marrakesh, Casablanca, there's just a a ton of amazing shopping and markets. And, um, you know, you get a, you get really like steeped in the old world culture of the Moors and see like a, a culture that's very centered around the practice of Islam, you hear the sirens going off all the prayer times and things, It's something different. Wow. That sounds amazing. So, What about the mini moon couple? So this couple can't really take a lot of time off. Maybe they start a new job or maybe they only get so many days a year and they already took some time off before the wedding. So they're kind of limited. So where would you suggest? So if this couple's in California, I would say uh, just pop down into Baja, Mexico. Um, Hmm. It's a two hour flight from LA, really beautiful Pacific coast vibes and, um, you know, so friendly, so many all-inclusive resorts, super easy to get to. If they're on the East coast, I would also probably go down to Florida, Florida Keys, maybe Miami beach, really easy to fly into Miami. And again, lots of great beachfront, you know, sun and cocktails and sand to soak up. So (laughs) there's, we're really lucky. There's so many options available to us wherever we are. For sure. For sure. I love Miami. It's just one of my favorite places. It's like, it doesn't take much to get there and you have a good time when you're there, no matter what you go for. So you know? true. Always a good time. And such, it's almost like a different country, Miami. So cool. Yeah. It's, it's so different than like even the rest of Florida. Um, all right. So two more couples. So the travel neophyte. So this is a couple that you know, they only got a passport so they could go on a cruise and they love a good cruise. <laughs> They've gone to all the like main, you know, U.S. destinations. So Disney World, New York City. So they went to the Statue of Liberty. You know, they went to L.A. and like maybe visited the well, Staples Center then, you know. Right. Um, so that's this couple. They're, you know. They're not yeah. trying to go to, <laughs> they're go not to too crazy. adventurous there. Right. Yeah. Um, they probably would really enjoy Vegas or Napa mm. Um, mm. coming out to the West side. If, if they're like into, you know, 
if they're into cruises and they probably are into the casinos on the cruise ships and, you know, Vegas would be like a whole nother level of that. Um, but also um, Napa Sonoma in uh, Northern California gives you just incredible natural beauty you have redwoods and rivers and oceans and mountains and mm -hmm. vineyards um, and lots of craft brewing in Northern California as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's very chill. It's, it's got a different vibe than LA and uh, it's going to give you like a different kind of California experience. Love that. Love that. I think we need to add that to the list as well. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about Napa, Napa for some time and yeah, just okay. need to make it out there. Well, yeah. give me a call. That's where I live. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet it's so relaxing out there. It's, I, I mean, yeah, the external environment is very relaxing. <laughs> What's in your head is a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can relate. <sighs> All right. So the final couple is the sun kiss couple. So this is, a, you know, we just want a beach honeymoon. All we're looking forward to doing is eating, kind of relaxing, laying out and just enjoying each other. So mm -hmm. where would you suggest? Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't really talked about the Caribbean at all yet um, mm -hmm. outside of kind of the other side of um, Costa Rica. So Belize is one that mm. has had a lot of attention lately. It's there on the Caribbean and also gaining in popularity, kind of like Croatia, mm -hmm. um, a lot of natural beauty there as well. And one, one little place that I've always wanted to go that I haven't been to yet is Curacao. It's a little island in, in, the, in the Caribbean. I always mix those up. And um, they, they ha uh, have a lot of architecture that comes from their Dutch settlers. And so they have, get these really pretty colored houses by the water. And different. It's a different kind of a thing. But you really can't go wrong in the Caribbean. And there's so many different choices. So if wherever the sunkiss couple has been, there's going to be something new for them to explore from Jamaica to, um, you know, St. Lucia, Virgin Islands, so many options. Sure. I just love the, I, I feel as if I've mentally gone to each of these places <laughs> and researched them and I just need to, well, especially now kind of, all right, I can pull the trigger to kind of go to some of these places, but yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, I, I actually was just talking with my staff about creating like a travel plan for each of our staff members so that they have trips booked every year and they're going to these places and getting to know them and getting to understand these honeymoon experiences a little more firsthand. And um, I think it's a great idea for all couples to my boyfriend and I like to plan our next trip while we're on the trip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we always have something to look forward to. And, um, and so, yeah, you got if you don't plan it, it's not going to happen, right? So exactly, put it on the calendar, pick a spot, you know, set the budget aside, and go for it. Just do it, yeah. Or else so good just for your relationship to, oh, to yeah. just step out of the day to day. I'm still so I've been married almost a year and a half now, and we haven't been able to take our honeymoon yet. So we're hoping what? this year. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tania is like a few weeks away from her wedding and subsequent honeymoon. Right. Um, and I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> okay, Ashley, we have to have a serious conversation right now because yeah. you have not gone on your honeymoon. And yeah. I want to know what's stopping you. I know. Well, I will say part of it is because my passport did expire and I'm trying to change my name officially so I um, can just go ahead and change the passport instead of changing the passport and going back and 
the whole back and forth with that. Right. Um, but we are hoping for either around our anniversary, which is in October, or at the end of the year to celebrate the new year in a new country. So we're right. debating between the two, but if we do the latter, we're still going to try to go somewhere for our actual anniversary. So it right. may be like the um get a tour. Yeah, exactly. So maybe somewhere local. And my birthday is a few months away. And I love Hilton Head. It's one of my favorite places. So I may just try to, you know, find a beach house or a villa for us to, you know, just kind of like camp out for a week. And yeah. Nice. Well, you got three vacations right there. Find them up up and knock them down. I know. Just make it happen. Like actually book something and (laughs) then move towards it. I want you to email me tomorrow and tell me that you've booked something. One of those three. (laughs) (laughs) I have no choice now. Like I'm going to go. You're on the spot. (laughs) Like, look, (laughs) Sarah told me exactly. She's pushy. So we got to do it. Well, our final question is, do you have any advice for any of these couples that are, you know, seeking the destination for their honeymoon? So no matter where in kind of their journey they are, whether they've booked or they're just starting, what advice would you give them? Yeah, well, we actually were looking to help couples with this problem. And so we launched a honeymoon resort directory last year so that you could actually see the resorts in these destinations come to life and learn more about them from the perspective of a honeymooning couple. Um, And so you can find that on our website, honeyfun.com. I would go back to that visioning exercise and really like kind of imagine what kind of climate you're looking for, what kind of um, experience you're looking to have. There's so many options today for couples um, for, you know, that all-inclusive beachfront, you know, um, or, Um, even like a really great European tour, things like that. And a travel planner can help you tremendously if no matter where you're going. So I would really recommend that TripAdvisor service called Reco or just a local travel agent. They won't even charge you a planning fee and they'll really help you get some amazing, you know, hotels and tours and things at the destination you want to go to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for now going to move into the vendor love segment. So is there any vendor or vendors that you just absolutely love and admire that you would like to shout out? Yeah. So, you know, we, Honey Fun isn't involved in like the down, you know, on the wedding day planning as much, but um, mm-hmm. we do work with some amazing people in the wedding industry. Uh, shout out to my friend, Jessica, the budget savvy bride. If you haven't been to that website, she's been in the industry pretty much as long as I have. And she has so much good advice for couples who are looking to plan a wedding on a budget. And as we know, you know, COVID hasn't left many of us in great financial shape. So we kind of stretch it and gas prices are high, you know, going big on a wedding price tag. It just isn't realistic anymore. So highly recommend her. Um, We also have recently partnered with Hilton and they have an amazing selection of wedding and honeymoon resorts that you can find on their website um, where you can, you know, basically have your wedding all planned and done for you, whether it's destination wedding or somewhere in a Hilton nearby where you live. They've really dedicated a lot of time in the last year to helping couples, including launching a partnership with HoneyFund where you can get your your wedding and honeymoon funded through our partnership by your friends and family. So highly recommend that. And then I think I already talked about Reco enough, but I really love that um, travel planning idea. Just 
paying someone who knows, you know, I think they charge like 120 bucks to plan your entire trip, hook you up with all the best deals in the places where you're going. Um, you don't even have to book it through them. You can book it on your own. If you find a better deal on booking.com or hotels.com, absolutely go for it. So yeah, just, just even a fr- their free 30 minute consultation for honeymooners is so worth it to just kind of like start to learn where to start with your honeymoon planning. Sure. I think that's uh, three amazing vendors, but that's like really great advice because I never heard of Rocco, you know? And so I'm sure there's someone else that's like, yeah, actually I did not know that was a service or, yeah. you know, I didn't know. I love trip advisor, but I've never taken like that next step. So. Right. Yeah. It. I used them. I went to Italy and Barcelona last summer and used them for that trip. And it was like over the top blew my mind way far above and beyond um, anything I want to plan for myself. So I'm a big believer now. Awesome. <laughs> well, where do you want people to find you or can people find you or honey fund? Um, if they want to know more, if they want to start their own honey fund, plug everything. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, honey fund just turned 16 yesterday and uh, you can find us at honeyfund.com and on uh, in the app stores. And I always love connecting with people who are planning their weddings and um, or people um, who are running wedding businesses. I like to speak to entrepreneurs and solopreneurs about what it's like to run a business and, you know, grow it. And there's so many challenges. So you can find me on uh, LinkedIn. So I'd love to connect with you. And also, if you're interested in the growth of the idea of giving honeymoon funds to couples or supporting them throughout their lives, um, you might be interested in investing in Honey Fund. And we actually have opened up investment in the company to the public at startengine.com slash Honey Fund. So go check it out and um, join us as a partner. Very nice. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out a floral company based out of Miami, Florida, Uh, This is a team of women, Black women, that they got your back when it comes to flowers. Whether you want flowers for your own shop, if you are looking for floral design for your wedding or a special event, or if you are looking for um, wholesalers, they have pretty much the game cornered. So this is A-C-A, as in the letters A, C, and A flowers and you'll find them on Instagram as such in acaflowers.com. So again, if you're looking for flowers in the Miami area for whatever need, whether you're a bride or a vendor, look up ACA flowers. Tania, who are you going to shout out? Yeah. So this week I'm going to shout out a wedding photographer who is based out of Detroit. Her name is Alora Rachel. She has this editorial type photography style and it is absolutely beautiful so if you are in need of a wedding photographer and you really enjoy the editorial style then i want you to go to ig and go to alora.rachel that's a-l-o-r-a dot r-a-c-h-e-l-l you can also find her at www.alorachel.com if you are in need of a photographer and i promise you you will fall in love perfect well Thank you. Thank you so much again, Sarah, for coming on and chatting with me about honeymoon destinations and where to go, what everything honeymoon one-on-one, I feel. And I'm pretty sure I could have added like at least 10 more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could have talked all day about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I'm sure there's many listeners that are 
you know, really taking notes and really like texting their like either spouse or fiancés and saying like, all right, this is what we need to do. And, you know, making this a real thing. And don't let it pass. Take Ashley as an example. You're going to be sitting here a year and a half later going, well, maybe we'll we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. You won't have gone on your honeymoon. And that is like not negotiable. So get it, get it done. Yes. Please don't (laughs) be like me. Please don't be like me. <laughs> well, thank you, Ashley. I hope you don't mind teasing you a little bit, but oh, I really do fine. hope you get out there and go on your trip. Thank you. I'm hoping I know it will take place this year. <laughs> awesome. There you go. That's the attitude. If you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note, but Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, and you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sorry on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See ya.